Let's start here. The Zionist Federation of Great Britain and Ireland, also known as the British Zionist Federation or simply the Zionist Federation, is an umbrella organization for the Zionist movement in the United Kingdom, representing more than 30 organizations and over 50,000 affiliated members. It was established in 1899, 14 years before the Federal Reserve, the Income Tax, and the Anti-Defamation League. Okay. In 1917, the British Foreign Secretary, Sir Arthur Balfour, communicated the Balfour Declaration to the leader of the United Kingdom's Jewish community, Lord Rothschild, for transmission to the Zionist Federation. In 1920, the Zionist Federation founded Women's International Zionist Organization, or WISO, and Karen Hasod. The ZF also founded a number of Zionist youth movements. Now stay with me on this because I'm going to tie this together and you'll see exactly why the payoff line is going to be what it is. This is Ark Midnight, the sixth element of Caravan to Midnight. We'll be right back. Listen up. The Balfour Declaration was a public statement issued by the British government in 1917 during the First World War, announcing its support for the establishment of a, quote, national home for the Jewish people in Palestine. Then an Ottoman region with a small minority Jewish population. The declaration was contained in a letter dated 2 November 1917 from the United Kingdom's Foreign Secretary Arthur Balfour to Lord Rothschild, a leader of the British Jewish community, for transmission to the Zionist Federation of Great Britain and Ireland. Here's the letter. Ford Office, November 2nd, 1917. Dear Lord Rothschild, I have much pleasure in conveying to you, on behalf of His Majesty's Government, the following declaration of sympathy with Jewish Zionist aspirations, which has been submitted to and approved by the Cabinet. His Majesty's Government view with favor the establishment in Palestine of a national home for the Jewish people and will use their best endeavors to facilitate the achievement of this object. It being clearly understood that nothing shall be done which may prejudice the civil and religious rights of existing non-Jewish communities in Palestine or the rights and political status enjoyed by Jews in any other country. I should be grateful if you would bring this declaration to the knowledge of the Zionist Federation. Okay. Now what? Well... The Ottoman Empire wanted to remain neutral in World War I, but they weren't having it. Taking from Britannica.com, you know, the rise of British colonialism to the end of the Ottoman Empire, the many efforts to revive and resist were largely unsuccessful. By 1818, British hegemony over India was complete, and many other colonies and mandates followed between then and the aftermath of World War I. Not all Muslim territories were colonized, but nearly all experienced some kind of dependency, be it psychological or otherwise. So, why did we go in there to begin with? Well, we didn't, they did. And so, France, 
and Great Britain declare war on the Ottoman Empire, which had sought to remain neutral, but they weren't having it, because the Rothschilds were involved. The Kazarian money mafia was involved, you see. Now, right at the last minute, it seems, what shall we call this new homeland for the Jewish people? I know, Israel. Now listen, I'm not an anti-Semite because I happen to know who the Semites are. I am, however, anti-Zionist and anti-Kazarian. I mean, as much as I can be, it's just my opinion. I'm not going to go out and cross swords with them or anything, but I'm saying we're beginning to understand exactly where all this angst comes from. I remember people spoke in hushed tones about the Jews when I was a child. Yeah, very hushed for several reasons. And I think the biggest reason was they couldn't quite crack the code on who are these people and why do they feature so prominently. And what's all this about, about Adolf Hitler exterminating all these people? Well, get this. The Jewish population of Europe before the Holocaust, about 9.5 million in 1933. This number represented more than 60% of the world's Jewish population. More than 60%, which was estimated at 15.3 million. Most European Jews resided in Eastern Europe. Okay? So how is it possible that 6 million were killed in Poland and Germany? I mean, seriously. I have documents saved. You know, you, you pull a window down, it'll be a photograph of an ancient document. Uh, no, I'm sure it's completely faked, right? Totally faked, yeah. No, it's not. You heard the rabbi the other day saying they have hijacked Judaism. These Zionists have hijacked Judaism. Now, there's a lot more. There was never supposed to be any more land taken away from the Palestinians. It is my understanding that the Romans gave them that name effectively. Oh, and what happened to the Romans? Well, it started off being a marvelous, actual, democratic in the true sense of the word. Oh, all sorts of open discussion and philosophy and so forth. But gradually it slid into moral decay to the point that the participation in moral decay became far more important than the salvation of the Roman Empire and it collapsed. Hot tubs, so to speak. All right, warm baths. Wine, warm wine, for sure. And sex. Oh, and let's go kill some Christians. I understand there are some, there are some uh, Judahites there, too. Well, we'll kill them, too. Get them out there. Get the wild animals. This will be fun. That's decadence. Let's go to the Colosseum and... Uh, Watch the wild animals and the guys carrying spears and swords. Let's watch a murder a few people. That'll be great. We'll get a buzz on. You'll love it. Come on. Come on. You and me at the Coliseum, you'll love it. That's the way it went. I frame it facetiously, but that's pretty much the way it was. So, in other words, a case, a very strong case could be made for this being a completely illegal state. 